Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast. Today, we decided to take on the co-op board interview. 70% of our market, which we've talked about, are co-ops here in the city. And what comes with that during the process is the added co-op interview um, for the board or the board interview. Um, so we wanted to chat a little bit about that, give our kind of our standard sort of prepping for the board interview uh, that we give to our buyers and just kind of shed a little bit of light. And I think demystify it a little bit too, mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people, at least when we talk to buyers initially that have never bought in the city before, have never bought in a co-op, it's a new sort of process anyways, there is some feeling that this board interview is going to be them sitting under a light with being or surrounded by people. It's a bit intimidating, you know, to think about it. Getting to the board interview phase is a very, very good sign because in New York City, and remember that we have about 70% of our markets, which are cooperatives, housing co-ops. It's a very different form of ownership, like you described, but that it's like buying in a country club. So they want to know who their neighbor is. So when the board actually reviews the board application and you get to the board interview, that's a very positive sign. They basically have approved you based on the application which was presented. Most of the time it is a, a rubber stamp. You know, if they have any significant questions, that's you know what the board package is for, is to answer those questions. It doesn't mean that they're not going to ask about you know, what you do for a lit, like what specifically you do if you're a, a specialist doctor or, a, you know, work in a particular type of, of investment banking. You know, a lot of these boards have other bankers on the, the, on the boards that do these interviews and they have, you know, the, it's, it's more of a chit chat and, and kind of just let's talk about you guys a little bit. They want to know who they are. They, they want to know who they are. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, you're all related in a, in a co-op. So they want to, make sure that that you can carry on a conversation and it's there's nothing like they didn't miss anything you know but like i said mostly a rubber stamp the board package phase our goal is always to get no questions we want to answer any questions that they have before they even have them so after they review that package the financial piece is gone you know they don't they if they had a question about your financials it all comes out beforehand so that's i think one of the big uh, myths about or or beliefs about these interviews is like, oh, do I need to know what my bank balance is, or you know which companies I've invested in my investment in my investment account? No, if they had specific questions about your financials, they already would have asked you. Um, it is really just to put some color and some person, like a person behind what they've seen in black and white. So in terms of prepping the buyer, once you get to the board interview stage, either one of us will get on the phone with the buyer and we will go through our own list of tips. Corcoran has a list of tips for the actual buyers. My top three would be not necessarily in order of importance. You be there on time and you look like you are being interviewed for a job. Number two, absolutely no questions. You let the board dictate the interview as you would a job opportunity. And number three, be your friendly self. Offer any information that you can be your hospitable self and make sure you thank the board for their consideration. Yeah, and I would even expand upon what you said, like in terms of the dress, 
you you also can't be disappointed if you walk in and they're all in sweatsuits or track yeah. suits. You know, they may come up straight from the gym. Doesn't matter. They're already in the club. We we don't want them to ask any pertinent questions. Now, sometimes people just have like, I tell them if you really feel compelled to ask a question, like it feels like it's expected of you to ask a question, make it a very bland question. Like, oh, uh, you know, can we uh, move in on the weekends. You know, it's not, it's not a big deal. Like who cares about a building rule or something like that. The questions you don't want to ask are things like, when are they renovating the lobby? <laughs> you know, that's the kiss of death because they're kiss telling them the story, tell the audience the story. Do you know the story behind all that? Because somebody asked that, when are you planning on renovating the hallways or the lobby? And somebody on the board, the wife did the hallways, you got to be in her bonnet. And the next thing you know is, rejection. How dare you say our hallways need renovating? Yeah, I designed those 35 years ago. Be on time for sure. Now it's all these board interviews are being done by Zoom. So that's, that's a great thing. It's moving things along the process very easily. It's much easier to get it on the calendar because sometimes it's just a matter of uh, getting everybody in the same room was a big challenge because Typically, the people that sit on these boards are people that are professionals as well. And, you know, it's asking a lot to get three of those people, typically are somewhere between two and four people that they sit with, that you would sit with. Um, just getting their schedules coordinated it was uh, always a big feat. So it could push it out. It seems to be, I mean, we've done so many interviews during COVID times. I am really hoping that that transcends this time because as people now are, are used to it, it certainly makes it much easier. Listen, I think the number one thing that I tell people is be your charming self. Uh, don't ask any questions, of course, unless it's you really feel compelled to. Stay present, like no that you're still being interviewed because many times what happens is you get into the, they get into a conversation and that's usually the case. People yeah. just end up chit-chatting for a while. And then the only time it usually lasts more than 20 or 30 minutes is if you really get on like find common ground with somebody, but you always have to remember you're still being interviewed. So you, you gotta make sure that something doesn't slip out that that would be de could be deemed a negative usually 20 minutes to a half hour max for the interview yeah. and yeah. early on in my career i had a young couple that i i sold to way uptown and and i'm waiting for them to call me waiting for them because you always hey call me let me know how the interview went yeah i swear to you jonathan it had been two hours later almost and uh, the husband called and said hey john how you doing yeah i said hey we just got out of the interview i said oh my goodness great you're kidding me He's like, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think it went all that great. I said, are you kidding me? Well, how could they not have liked you? I was getting really, really upset. He said, ah, we were just kidding. We were planning a block party with the, they welcomed us to the building and we were just chit-chatting for like an hour and a half, almost two hours. So, but it's highly unusual. Most of the times, like you're saying, it will be just a, a chit-chat session, which is a yeah. good thing. It's a great intro to your neighbors. Who's going to be your neighbors? And even though, you know, some of these buildings are, 100 units, 200 units, 400 units. You may never see these people again, frankly, even living in the same building, but they also may be right next door to you. The only other thing that I always guard, I, I always bring up to people is that these boards can attract a certain type. They are, it is a thankless position. And if they do end up with somebody that's not very nice in these board, in the board interview, to 
just keep their calm and to answer short, concise answers and and be as pleasant as they can. And just know that, you know, the, the nature of uh, who sits on these boards, it can lend itself to people that don't find power in other places in their lives. And they use this as a way to, you know, basically impose their will on people and, and feel powerful. So that does happen occasionally. I would say very rare do we have very. people walking out of these interviews with anything other than, oh, that was it. You know, like they really feel like it was overblown in their mind. Yeah. Um, and sure. listen, we have surprises. I'll, I'll offer one story, which was a young couple that I had. She was nine months pregnant, the wife. We had pre-vetted them through the board with the board president. This was a co-op on the Upper West Side. That's all I'm going to say. And we had given them their financials. We had given them everything. We got to the board interview and I was like, oh, thankfully this is, you know, it's good. It's easy. This will be a, and they're lovely people, very charming. And they proceeded to sit in that board interview and the, the board president who basically runs this particular building was highly rude to them and made them feel tiny. You know, they were really condescending questions because they happened to be getting help from a family member. I, I couldn't believe it when they got out and they called me. So there are those nightmare scenarios. I will tell you that uh, as an agent, I'll never work in that building again, as long as that board president is there. And I will make sure. And we, we had another Corcoran broker on the other side. It was so despicable. The the I'm not going to go into details on it, but it was so despicable the questions that they asked, and and the steering of it. So it does happen. There are those nightmare scenarios, but that's the only one that I can think of. There, they walked out, and the the wife was almost in tears. And one last little bit that just happened recently is be flexible in the board interview. I had clients on a board interview. They were interviewing very, very well, and their internet went down. And literally in the middle of the Zoom interview, shut the computer down. They didn't know what to do. So they're texting me, they're texting Daniel. What do we do, blah, blah, blah. And the husband just calmly said, there's a phone number here. He called the phone number. He got the board president on the phone. They went on speakerphone and they finished the interview by phone, approved. You see, you have any questions, we'd love to talk to you further about board interviews or anything else about real estate, because you know what? We love what we do and we happen to be very good at it. As always, a pleasure. Everybody in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy and- Remain in gratitude. All right, see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching or listening to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast. If you want to find us online or sign up to get our monthly and quarterly market stats, comment over to our website, johnandjonathansellnyc.com, or you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and everywhere else with the handle at John and Jonathan Sell NYC. If this show was entertaining, helpful, or informative, consider telling friends and family or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those are some of the best ways of supporting our efforts, and we would greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in. We can't wait to share what's coming up next. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss our next episode and we'll see you next time.